Mrs. Snyder. Hi, Mrs. Naughty Dog. How are you? Doing all right. How are you? Good. Going to talk about stats today. Nice. Nice. Love some statistics. That is actually my favorite math. Same. Oh, absolutely. It's the easiest math. It Don't is the easiest math. Don't tell the teachers, though. Don't tell the calculus teachers. Oh, yeah, that too. Don't tell anybody. Mm. Okay. That's a secret between yeah, us. Absolutely. So what are we going to talk about in stats today? We are going to talk about how can you differentiate between different... No, we're not. <laughs> we're going to talk about... <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We're going to talk about how psychologists ask and answer questions. We already talked about research methods. We did already talk about research methods. Awesome. Okay, so psychologists asking and answering questions. Very cool. Yeah. See you on the flip side. See ya. Welcome, Welcome to, to AP Psych. <laughs> <laughs> Sampling. That is a great question. Big question to answer. Huge question. <laughs> so why don't you take it? Yeah, I hope you weren't looking for a one-answer response there. <laughs> I'm gonna go off real quick. Once you know your intended population, so this is like your population is who you really want to study in your research or experiment, you need to select your sample. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. It is amazing. Do you know what's more amazing? Does our population always have to be the entire population of the entire planet? I'm going to say no because that would be really challenging. That would be so challenging, right? Yeah. Most of the time, our population is substantially smaller than that. Mm-hmm. We are talking about female students at Stonebridge, um, athletes that played in college, smaller groups that we are not focused on billions of people we're maybe focused on thousands or hundreds um so basically but still that's a pretty large number Mm -hmm. so we want to get a sample of those um because the overall population is still just too large for everyone to participate in the study so you need to randomly sample from that population why Oh, I can answer that. Flipping it over to you. Perfect. We do that because it allows us to generalize the result to the population. It's as simple as that. So it's basically saying, like, we need a random sample so that we can apply these results from a very small or a smaller select of people to that more general population. It is important that this sample is truly representative and truly random Mm -hmm. because if it's not truly random then you're kind of picking and choosing and creating bias in your research and if it's not well and if it's not truly random then that's not representing that overall population and then if it's not truly representative like a representative group and it doesn't have like people from different like subcategories of that group then you're not going to have a general overall glance at that population either. So, Absolutely. So what is kind of a second step to sampling when we're looking at experiments is random ins- assignment. What is that? Random assignment is really only seen in experiments. So when you go back to the different types of research methods, we're talking about experiments here right 
Um, so this is done after you randomly sample or select from your intended population. And then from that, you, uh, from that random sample, you need to figure out who is going to be in a control group, okay? So not experiencing the independent variable, not experiencing that, like, that change, but the experimental group so that we can see who, like, what, if that, what, what is going to happen when that change is presented in the other group. Right. So to make sure that it's just the change affecting the different, the group that's getting the experiment, you need to minimize the pre-existing differences between the group. So let's go back to Stonebridge students. If we have, we're looking at Stonebridge seniors and we put, we have a great representative sample of males and females, but we put all the females in the experimental group and all the males in the control group. There could be other factors in the experimental group that make it unclear whether it's because of the gender difference or the sex difference than if it's because of the experiment difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So it needs to be random. That's the key word there. Random. Random. Okay. Oops. Right. So why do we have to get into statistics, though? Like, what does stats... What stats got to do with it, got to do with it? To take an entire class on stats. I had to take a government stat class. Three years after... I thought after, you were going to say three times. I was going to say, no. that is not you. Three that. years after my last math class in high school, I decided I was going to ma minor in psychology, and they were like, oh, you have to take research statistics then. I was like... You know, something similar happened to me. Although I did take a math class in college. It was like math for the liberal arts. Oh. So easy. And then like probably three or four years. Yeah, three years after that. They were like, oh, but you have to take this. We have to take multiple government classes. I chose one. Wrong one because I was mm. going to learn how to do stats. But it was the most interesting class I took. So I wasn't mad. We actually like kind of fake experimental results like we oh. came up with results and I thought my question was pretty cool mm -hmm. of how the crime shows like CSI and NCIS have affected juries and how what level of forensic evidence they expect because yeah. now you hear about juries being like well there's no DNA well most of the time there's not DNA but those kind of shows make us think that there is yeah. yeah so my fake results said that they were related nice <laughs> anyway statistics help us to make sense of the data compare results of experiments surveys it gives us one universal way to look at all of the studies instead of having to think of a completely different way of explaining each experiment exactly so there's descriptive statistics and inferential statistics and descriptive Statistics is a numerical data, or is numerical data, or data. One more time. What? Huh? First one. Descript. No. Numer Before data. Numerical. 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 I don't know. I don't either. I think that's my, is that my southern accent? I don't know. I don't have I've just never heard it before. I, that's, I feel like that, I don't know. But you say, do you say data or data? And I forget. Both. Oh, <laughs> I guess I do too. I, I switch. I don't know. Numerical. Numerical. Data data is used 
Can I just start over? Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, I did. I actually just didn't know. Didn't know. It, I don't. It could be anything. I can't. We'll take a we'll anyway. take a survey tomorrow. Okay. Well, I won't be here. So. Oh, and I won't be here on Friday. So it's an either-or situation. There we go. That's what it is. So descriptive statistics is when you take numbers that you find in data. There we go. And it's used to measure and describe characteristics of groups. So it measures a central tendency, um, and it also measures a variation. So. Yeah. So inferential statistics, on the other hand, is how we determine if the results from a study are significant and if we can make generalizations about the study to the larger population. So in some of our experiments, we'll have, or in some of our studies, there will be differences, but that's just caused by chance. So our inferential statistics is going to tell us, was this caused by chance or is it an actual, actually significant result? Yeah, and a way that you can remember these two also, because like the names kind of tell you what it's going to be. De yeah. Descriptive, it's data that is describing something. And then inferential, it's how we can, like what we can infer from that data. Yeah. Yeah. So what is, I said this word. Measures of central tendency, these words. But I didn't yes. describe it, so can I describe it? Would you like to yeah, describe it? You sounded so oh, eager. I, I mean, I don't really Take care. it away. Right, so it's basically mean, median, and mode, right? We learned this in elementary school, right? Yeah. Um, okay, quiz time. Then. Okay. Mean. Mean, you you started with the hardest one, for okay, the record. Okay, I'm sorry. Median. Median is you line up all the numbers in from smallest to biggest and the one right in the middle. Yep, so median is middle, kind of like when you're driving. It's like the oh, thing in the, the middle. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Uh, mode. Is the number that appears the most. The most? Mode most? Uh, and then mean. Save S for last. Yeah, mean is you add up all the numbers, and then you divide by the amount of numbers there are. Right, so if you're adding up 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, that's seven ones that I just said, and so you add up all those numbers, that equals seven, by the way, um, and then you divide that by seven, because that's how many ones you added. Yeah. And then you, you get one again. Yep. So that was easy. So Amazing. when do we use these? When we're describing the middle, um, typically the middle value or the typical value. And then... It's best when there are no atypical values or like outliers in our like data. Um, so, for example, like if we were to try and find the av, well, no, that's a really bad example. Basically, like just like if somebody got like a really high score on something or a really low score on something, and it wasn't, it wasn't really close to what other people were getting. Mm -hmm. So that's when it's more atypical. Right. Wait, I forgot to. You did such a good job. Oh, thank you so oh, much. Welcome. So we also have that was our measures of central tendency. We also have measures of variation. So the last thing that Mrs. Navidad talked about was that like outlier number. Our variation is going to show us if there are outliers. This is a better measurement when you have one's scores or data points that are all over the place. Here we have range, variance, and standard deviation. What's our range? 
Range is when you take the highest numerical val numerical value. Either way, <laughs> all number, you. and you subtract it with the lowest number. Yeah, that and that's that equals the range. Get it over. And we use our standard deviation y to measure how much the data points deviate from one another. So how closely packed together or spread out are our numbers. So a low standard deviation means that our data is closely packed around the mean. It's very close to that average. If it's a high standard deviation, the data is super spread out or dispersed from the mean. Mm -hmm. Why? When do we use measures of variation? <laughs> what? I wasn't sure why you were looking at me like that. So when do we use them? Um, we use them when. <laughs> I'm just making fun of me. Nobody can see it. Um, we use stand or measures of variation to best see how much variation there is data. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Um, no, but seriously, when we want to see like what, like how things differ and like where, how things are variated different, like right? Yeah. I, give me another word, I don't know. Um, so like how similar or diverse the data is to figure out if the mean or the average is actually relatable, things like that. Reliable. Uh, <laughs> can't read today I think that's what it is like you can this is all you you can take over <laughs> go ahead party <laughs> fans do you relate to the number 74 <laughs> sometimes I do I feel like I'm 74 years old sometimes. no Okay, so if we have a normal distribution, that means that our mean, median, and mode are all equal and located at the center. This gives us a nice looking bell curve shape. I love the good, I love that. It I just love a good bell curve. It's all like, it's all nice and even. It's nice, it's easy to understand, it's all good. And we can also use our empirical rule. Me too. This was, when you saw this on the stats test, you were like, yes, I can do it. Yeah. Because the empirical rule tells us that if we have a mean, median, and mode that are all equal and located at the center, then 68% of the scores will fall within one standard deviation. So one standard deviation above the mean and below the mean all together will be 68%. Exactly. And then to add on to that, 95% of scores will fall within two standard deviations. So that's a after the 34% on one side and 34% on the other side of one standard deviation, then to get to the second standard or negative two, you have 15.5% on either side equaling 95%. Yep. And then rounded out that last one 99% of scores fall within three standard deviations mm -hmm. so um, on top of that 95 you have like 2.5% on one side and 2.5% on the other side because it's really like 99.99% fall within that category exactly. 
This is very common in describing psychological characteristics, and it is used to determine portions of the population. Absolutely. So do we want to give an example or try and describe an example? It's kind of hard to do without showing the graphs. Yes. Um, So if you are in our site class, go ahead and look through our slides for day five. There are some examples in there and some ones that you can work with. Mm -hmm. If you're just listening for fun, close those eyes and go ahead and visualize. Visualize. You can also go into, um, I mean, there's a lot of YouTube videos on this. An AP classroom has some. They're not exciting. Like, we're definitely more exciting than Absolutely. Um, But... They do describe those. Also, I, I know Khan Academy has some. Um, I'm trying to think if Crash Course might. They might. I don't know. Probably. Just Probably. check. Yeah, check just out. Standard crash or course. A bell curve. Statistics mm. in psychology. Yes. And then you'll get it. That's how you do there that. You go. I really like that we just told generations below us how to use the internet. Sometimes they need guidance. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> anyway. This is my new favorite tool. Like, I don't yeah. know what to tell you. <laughs> okay. Um, so, in summary, statistics is necessary in psychology. Statistics is necessary. I, we can also tell you that every year one of the FRQs has statistics in it. Mm -hmm. They tell us that from the beginning. You will need to look at uh, psychological research and use statistics to figure out what it means. Mm -hmm. So please, please, please make sure that you are doubling down on this information. Mm -hmm. We're going to come back to it throughout the year Mm -hmm. because that will be part of your AP exam. Yes. Yes, it will be. So get into those YouTube videos. Even if you are in our lovely classes, get into them. Yeah. Because Who doesn't need more statistics in exactly. their life? And the more you look at something, the better you will learn it. And the different ways that you understand and, and learn something, the better you will learn it. But we won't talk about that for a while. Yeah. So, until that was time, a little uh, sneak peek to unit four. Yeah, I made that. Five. Mm. Four is learning. Like behavioral learning. Yeah. Anyway. Goodbye. Goodbye. Happy Happy studying. studying!